Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, well, if we didn't have some concerns about our government before, I think they might be pretty legitimate to be springing up now. Uh, uh, Joe Biden's FBI mm-hmm. raided Mar-a-Lago last night and uh, took all kinds of boxes. It, it, there was apparently not much rhyme or reason. They didn't even go through them first to see if it's something that they should be interested in. Mm. Of course, uh, I don't know what they should be interested in because none of this should have occurred. Really outrageous. Yeah, especially when Trump and his associates and his family have been cooperating, to my understanding, and turning over whatever's been asked of them. Yeah. Um, but this is the government that uh, the founders warned us about, is it not? I'd say so, yeah. Uh, the search appears to be focused on materials Trump took from the White House. Yeah, d- n- never mind what other presidents have taken from the White House. The Clintons, I mean, it's well known they took thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of furniture and furnishings from the White House. Miss took them. Oh, okay. Well, enjoy those. Glad, glad we could pay for your furnishings in your stinking Westchester mansion that you uh, bought, and probably several since then. Uh, but the Clintons did it. Uh, every Apparently, almost every exiting president has taken something from the White House, and, and that's what they're... I don't even know that Trump took anything from the White House. Right, and even a, the classified document argument for Hillary, we know that she had classified documents in her possession, Yeah, and nothing ever came of that. right. You know, they won't even look into Hunter Biden. They won't even lift up the covers and take a look at what's under there. Yeah. All of the rot, all of the sludge and slime that comes from Hunter Biden. And you're doing a raid on Mar-a-Lago. Unbelievable. They see Trump as a continuing threat into 2024. And they think they can stop him from even running they with this eliminate somehow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Somehow they, they've cited, I don't know, some regulation, some rule right? where if you're convicted of something, then you, you know, you can't run. Yeah. Jonathan Turley uh, this morning, I was watching him and he made it sound like that isn't the case. So he wasn't, uh, I hope he's right. Yeah. He said there's not much to that. Uh, so he said, I, I wouldn't be leaning on that. Unless they change the qualifications. Huh. So, anyhow. All right. That's what Turley says. <clears throat> so, uh, the FBI, Trump said, had searched his Palm Beach, Florida home, had broken open a safe, an account signaling a major escalation in the various investigations of his, uh, of his presidency. Nothing in the safe, by the way. It was empty, from what I understand. Completely empty? That's what I heard. Really? It was almost like, like a Al Capone's <laughs> vault? Geraldo moment. <laughs> That's great. That's what I heard. According to multiple people familiar with the investigation, uh, the search appeared to be focused on material he brought with him to Mar-a-Lago, his private club and residence, when he left the White House. Those boxes contained many pages of classified documents, according to people familiar with their contents. Mm. Well, let's see, right? Yeah. Let's find out what's going on here. We'll see. I just know that in the past 24 hours, your federal government has... 
uh, passed a bill in the Senate that will give you 87,000 new IRS agents, funded it to the tune of $80 billion more, sent 4.5... Well, I've been told not to worry about those 87,000 agents. Don't worry about that. $4.5 billion uh, more sent to Ukraine. Ah! Uh, $4.5 billion more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you'll be... I hadn't seen that. You gotta get the IRS. Another 4.5 every freaking week! We're sending them hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars. <laughs> yeah. Another four and a half billion. Yeah. But see, you gotta, Unreal. The, you gotta have the new IRS agents, Pat, to make sure that you pay through sure. the nose. Right. Because Zelensky wants some new stuff. And, <laughs> well, we have to rebuild Ukraine. <laughs> right. You know, because that's our responsibility. Oh, but the, oh, no, 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 no. Here's the kicker. You're gonna love this. You're gonna love this. The 4.5 billion mm-hmm. is to help with deficit, res- um, uh, deficit reduction. From the expenses expenses Ukraine has had during this war. Uh, I thought okay. we've been Good. paying for everything. Seems like, yeah. Uh, don't forget the CBS documentary, uh, the wow. removed line that only 30% of what we're sending over there gets to where it's supposed to go. 30%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was going through what the federal government's been doing the last 24 hours. I didn't even get to the fact that they raided a former president of the United States home mm-hmm. uh, and removed stuff. Uh Trump, as you might imagine, had something to say about this. <laughs> this is so good. He put out a statement uh, that says, These are dark times for our nation, as my beautiful home, my beautiful home, Mar-a-Lago, in Palm Beach, Florida, is currently under siege, raided, and occupied by a large group of FBI agents. Nothing like this has ever happened to a president of the United States before. After working and cooperating with the relevant government agencies, this announced raid on my home was not necessary or appropriate. It is prosecutorial misconduct, the weaponization of the justice system, and an attack by the radical left Democrats who desperately don't want me to run for president in 2024. They are so afraid of him. They're scared out of their minds. Especially based on recent polls... (laughs) <laughs> and who will likewise do anything to stop Republicans and conservatives in the upcoming midterm elections? Such an assault could only take place in broken third world countries. Yep. Sadly, America has now become one of those countries. Corrupted a level not seen before. They even broke into my safe. That's really something. Uh, what's the difference between this and Watergate? Where operatives broke into the Democrat National Committee. Here, in reverse, Democrats broke into the home of the 45th president of the United States. The political persecution of President Donald J. Trump (laughs) has been going on for years with the now fully debunked Russia, Russia, Russia scam. (laughs) Impeachment hoax number one, Uh impeachment hoax number two, and so much more. It just never ends. It's a political targeting. It's political targeting at the highest level. Hillary Clinton was allowed to delete and acid wash 33,000 emails after they were subpoenaed by Congress. Absolutely nothing has happened to hold her accountable. She even took antique furniture, (laughs) about $30,000 worth, and other items from the White House. I stood up to America's bureaucrats, uh, bureaucratic corruption. I restored power to the people and truly delivered for our country like we have never seen before. The establishment hated it. Now, as they watch my endorsed candidates win big victories, 
and see my dominance in all polls. <laughs> they are trying to stop me and the Republican Party once more. The lawlessness, political persecution, and witch hunt must be exposed and stop and stopped. I will continue to fight for the great American people. Nice uh, message from the president, former president, uh, after the FBI raid. I mean, he's right on that stuff. He's absolutely right. Yep, and congratulations to the FBI wing of the Democrat Party. You have just fired up the Republican base even more. Yeah. Not only for 2024, with likely Trump running, but for 2022, less than 90 days away. But let's not raid government buildings as a result of it. You know, if you want to protest, get out in the streets and do that legally. Uh, but let's not let's not give them any more ammo as they have, you know, used the look at how they've used the ammo that we gave them on January 6th. So none of that. But let them know your displeasure by giving them giving them a call and getting to the, the voting booth in November. November eighth, we can begin to stop this stuff. I mean it's gonna take it's gonna take everybody getting out and getting active and being involved in this process and making sure that you don't just, you know, forget about it by November. We can't just forget. I know we have, we have short attention spans, but that can't be the case this time. We got to make sure there is such a wave for Republicans that they can't cheat their way out of it. Kevin McCarthy has already uh, put out a statement to Merrick Garland, the Attorney General, who obviously gave the okay for this. Uh, He said that um, when Republicans take over, you're going to want to make sure that you've preserved your documents and cleared your calendar because you will be talking to us about this. Good. I I, Honestly, this is... feels like we're entering a phase of mutually assured destruction in American politics. Mm-hmm. My side gets power, we're going to make your life hell. Your side gets power, mm-hmm. you're going to make our life hell. Because that's how Democrats have played it for decades. Yeah. And now the Republicans are starting to think, well, let's join them. Let's do what they do to us. Because that's our only outlet now. After the raid, uh, Trump took out took out an ad. He, he released this ad. <laughs> Sounds like uh, he might be running for re-election. What? For election in uh, 2024. Yeah, this prompted him to release it. We are a nation in decline. We are a failing nation. We are a nation that has the highest inflation in over 40 years. Where the stock market just finished the worst first half of a year in more than five decades. We are a nation that has the highest energy cost in its history. And we are no longer energy independent or energy dominant, which we were just two short years ago. We are a nation that is begging Venezuela and Saudi Arabia for oil. We are a nation that surrendered in Afghanistan. 
leaving behind dead soldiers, American citizens, and $85 billion worth of the finest military equipment in the world. We are a nation that allowed Russia to devastate a country, Ukraine, killing hundreds of thousands of people, and it will only get worse. We're a nation that has weaponized its law enforcement against the opposing political party like never before. We've never seen anything like this. We're a nation that no longer has a free and fair press. Fake news is about all you get. We're a nation where free speech is no longer allowed, where crime is rampant like never before, where the economy has been collapsing, where more people died of COVID in 2021 than in 2020. We are a nation that is allowing Iran to build a massive nuclear weapon and China to use the trillions and trillions of dollars it's taken from the United States to build a military to rival our own. We are a nation that over the past two years is no longer respected or listened to all around the world. And we are a nation that is hostile to liberty and freedom and faith. We are a nation whose economy is floundering, whose stores are not stocked, whose deliveries are not coming, and whose educational system is ranked at the bottom of every list. We are a nation that in many ways has become a joke. But soon we will have greatness again. It was hardworking patriots like you who built this country, and it is hardworking patriots like you who are going to save our country. There is no mountain we cannot climb. There is no summit we cannot reach. There is no challenge we cannot beat. There is no victory we cannot have. We will not bend. We will not break. We will not yield ever, ever, ever. We will never give in. We will never give up. And we will never, ever back down. We will never let you down as long as we are confident and united. The tyrants we are fighting do not stand even a little chance. Because we are Americans, and Americans kneel to God and God alone. And it is time to start talking about greatness for our country again. The best is yet to come. Hmm. That's pretty powerful. <laughs> I think it's kind of laid it out there. Pretty obvious. What wow. his plans yeah, he's, are. He's running for president. <laughs> I mean, that's that would be a a great angle to take and just hammer that home. Yeah. The whole campaign season. And if you're just listening, uh, as he was talking about all the bad things happening in America right now, there were black and white images, the Biden presidency and all the terrible things happening. And then when he starts talking about the future and the greatness of America, it turns to color and then the images <laughs> of greatness. So I think last night's raid forced his hand, mm-hmm. released that ad that maybe he wasn't quite ready to, but uh, yeah, I think it's pretty obvious he's running in 2024. Doesn't care what happens with this FBI raid or anything else. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's their worst nightmare. They <laughs> don't want that to happen because, you know, try, try as they may. To dismiss him as some buffoon that n- nobody would vote for, and he's just insane. They know the truth. They know he's gonna he's gonna come at them and gut them, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> I mean, that's 
that's effectively what the first impeachment was all about, was it not? <clears throat> yep. He, Donald Trump, got too close to the truth of Ukraine. Right. And what was going on with Joe Biden and Hunter Biden. And they had to stop this. And they had to make up this thing like, oh, you're going after a uh, a, uh, a, a a guy who's running for president, presidential candidate? I mean, that was what they had, right? Right. And what was yesterday? It was the law enforcement arm of the sitting president going after a former president. But that, no, that's cool. And, and all these people on the left that have been spending the last 12 hours chirping about the rule of law. And, oh, my oh gosh. Oh, my gosh. We have to uphold the law. And, oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. save it. Save it. <laughs> uphold the law. Let's, yeah. When have they ever cared about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. How about equal Never. application of the law? Right. And then when you do that, let's go back for the presidents and nominees that you've had for the last 30 years in this country. And let's meticulously go through all of that stuff. We've already alert, uh, alluded to Hillary Clinton's emails and the classified documents that she destroyed. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about the crimes of Bill Clinton and and Barack Obama going after not only the press. Remember that stuff? Yeah. It, going after the Tea Party groups. Yep. Let's go. Let, you <laughs> want to investigate everything? Let's go. Come on. Republicans got to stop playing nice. I don't have a lot of confidence in Republicans because no. they always play nice. Well, we're in the majority now, and it'd be really mean. It'd be really mean to just hammer home our agenda. We can't do that. Let's give them a chance. Let's let them have their say. We want to be bipartisan. Yeah, there's no there's no reaching across the aisle, okay? Oh, no. The only time Democrats reach across the aisle is to punch us in the face. Yep. And, if and they you, do it a lot. Right, and, and if you have... Uh, any inclination to move to a red state, uh, you better do it soon. It just feels like a very dark time in America, and you might want to get to a place where you feel comfortable and free. Get to a red state. Let me tell you about something fun, though. Something great. All right. Yeah. Good. good. Uh, lately, I've been listening to a lot of really good music from the, uh, well, when the mu- good music happened, the 70s and <laughs> 80s. It's been great. And one of the reasons it's so great is because I use my Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. They are fantastic. They look great. They feel great. They stay in your ears. There's nothing more obnoxious <laughs> I know, than when you're trying to listen and they keep falling out of your ears. <laughs> I hate that. Raycons offer three sound profiles to match what you're listening to, plus noise isolation and awareness mode, so you can be you can choose to be immersed in sound or be able to hear your surroundings when you need to. Either way, Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, 32-hour battery life. Then, when you need to charge, super easy. Uh, you can even do it wirelessly. And with Raycons, you get the same quality audio as other premium audio brands, but at half the price. It's huge. Check out Raycon's wireless earbuds. Uh, my guess is you're going to want to give them a five-star rating, too. Uh, go to buyraycon, B-U-Y, B-U-Y, raycon.com slash gray. Go there today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buy, B-U-Y, buyraycon.com slash gray. To score 15% off. Pat Gray. 
Ron DeSantis tweeted out, the raid of Mar-a-Lago is another escalation in the weaponization of federal agencies against the regime's political opponents, while people like Hunter Biden yep, uh, get treated with kid gloves. Now the regime is getting another 87,000 IRS agents to <laughs> wield uh, against its, uh, its adversaries. Mm-hmm. Banana Republic. Mm-hmm. It's so true and Here we are. so difficult to say, but it's you can't, you can't avoid it. You can't avoid the fact that they have uh, really accomplished turning America, the, the world's only superpower, into a banana republic, into a third world, third rate power, which is why, you know, we got to get some sort of some measure of power back in November. Yesterday, by the way, here's another thing, of course, the just disintegration of of the president of the United States before our very eyes. It's really something. We see it all the time. We hear it all the time. Yesterday, he touched down in Kentucky and, of course, was in top form. He couldn't even put his jacket on. Check this out. Oh, oh, oh. Um, where's the... I can't. She doesn't want to intervene, but she's my, got to. He makes her now. Can you help me? Honey. Help uh, me. Oh. My my sister look, is going to help me get my coat on. Look at the airmen. Oh. They're like, yep, that's our commander-in-chief right uh-huh. there. Look at it. Even with her, he still can't do it. Mm. And finally. No, finally no, no, no. Gets wait, his coat wait, on. wait, wait. But, wait for the cherry on top, Pat. Wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Boom! Glasses to the ground. <laughs> you doofus. <sighs> uh, but he is sharp as a tack, man. Oh, we, man. We can't keep up with can't this guy. Up. Right. We cannot keep up with him. <clears throat> I mean, he's running circles around the youth in this administration. <laughs> we got interns who yeah. are... 18, 19, 20 years old, they can't keep up with him. Uh, wait, uh, Three of them dropped dead just last week trying to follow him around. I figured they'd be running from him based on his history. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. I mean, he, there like, it is. like you said, I think you, you said it well. In prime form. <laughs> Where's the... Is there another hole in this jacket I can put my arm in? Um... Sister, help me put this back in. My sister Jill is here. Mm-hmm. That's a, she doesn't want to help me. It's your wife, actually. Oh. Is, okay, is yeah. that why she's always with me? Right. Uh, 895 days left of that moron in office. 895. That hurts. Thank you for that. That, that didn't help? Well, no. We're in the triple digits no, now. that did not hurt. I mean, it, it did not help. It didn't help? No, no, it did hurt. Okay, so, so if I say 21... <sighs> 1,497 hours left? Oh, good gosh, no. No, thank you. You want to know how many minutes? No. Okay. I don't, because that makes it even worse. Well, over it's a, a million. lot. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but 77 million Jeez. seconds. So. And then there was this moment uh, with Governor Bashir. Oh, yeah, they're hanging out there in Kentucky talking about the disaster there. Okay, because he was, yeah... It, where he was trying to put his jacket on, that was Kentucky. Yeah. So later on, uh, here's okay. his moment with Bashir. May I say something? <laughs> yeah, you're the president. I still have to ask permission. 
kidding aside. Uh, <laughs> kidding aside. He's the most awkward human being. Except he's not kidding. He's He really... He doesn't... He's just not there. He's well, not all there. He realizes, you know, he has to ask permission in the White House mm-hmm. to do anything. I'm sure. So now that he's in Kentucky, it's just kind right. of, you know, force of habit. I guess he spoke to Kentucky residents too, right? Yeah. yeah. So here's what he had to say. I promise you, we're staying, the federal government, along with the state and county and the city, we're staying until everybody's back to where they were. Is that a threat? Not a joke. No, get out. Not a joke. One other thing I raised with the gov. Pause it for a second. Okay, it's not a joke, and it's apparently not an exaggeration, but he's going to stay there until everybody's taken care of. I think that is a joke or an exaggeration. He's not going to stay in Kentucky until until Kentucky is rebuilt. Get out of here. Listen to to that again. He's, he's staying the whole time. Back to where they were. Wait. Oh. Not a joke. Not a joke. And one other thing I raised with the government. We've never done this before, but because of a number of things we got done on a bipartisan basis. Oh, no, you like didn't. A billion, two hundred million dollar infrastructure project. Oh. Like what we're doing today, what we passed yesterday. Listen to this. Helping take care of everything from health care to God knows what else. Yeah, I don't know what's in what the bill. What we're going to do is we're yeah. going to see, wow. for example. I have no idea. they got to put a new water line in. Listen to this. In the community. Okay. There's no reason why they can't at the same time what? be digging a line that puts in a whole new modern line for what? internet connections. Oh, why? I got that. Why can't we do that? Water so and internet. So going to be different. We're going to come back it, better than before. Uh-huh. And I really mean it. That's the, that's the objective I have. Not come back to what we were before. Mm-hmm. Come back to better than we were before. But you just, and I mean this, Bobby. You know I mean better, it. And, I mean and I'm it. confident with your leadership. Ask we can my do sister. It. She'll tell you. But you just said back to where we were. Now you're saying better. No, it's better. It's better. So, And how long is he going to stay there? Can you run it from the very beginning, Ron? <laughs> Rob, I, I just want to... I promise you. Okay. We're staying, the federal government, uh, okay. along with the state and county. The government. And the city. We're staying until everybody's okay. back to yeah. where they were. All right. Not a joke. Well, the government is staying okay. until everybody's back to where they were. But then by the end of that whole diatribe, it's better. So mm-hmm. they're going to be there. Kentucky, congratulations. The government's going to be there until Yay! things are better. I'm sure they're going to be leaving. What was what was it? Ronald Reagan said uh, the scariest words in the English language. The government is coming. No, no, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh huh. But hold on. What well, what did he say? Why can't you dig a hole for a water line and mm-hmm. then then it, why not? You can't put in the internet. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell was that? He's so great, isn't he great? That's our president. Eight hundred ninety-five days. <laughs> Got to be proud. Also, the uh, Senate, of course, passed the Inflation Reduction Act. Yeah, which, they stopped calling it that. Yeah, they sure did. <laughs> yeah, they did. Uh, why? Because it doesn't do anything to reduce inflation. So even they were a little bit confused by that. Well, wait, this isn't a re- uh, an inflation reduction bill. So why don't we call it something else? And now they are. Uh, Maryland Senator Ben Cardin says not to stress about the 87,000 new IRS <laughs> oh, agents. Oh, good. Okay. Don't worry Here, about it. Can you it. understand how 87,000 new IRS agents would scare the heck out of millions of Americans? 
millions of Americans aren't going to be impacted by that other than getting better service from the IRS, oh. having their telephone answered, getting the questions they need in order to comply with our tax laws. Oh. The auditing is going to be uh, focused oh. on those of high income, yeah, the sure large corporations, sure etc. So uh, I, I, there's no reason uh, to be fearful. Yeah. And if you have paid your taxes and if you comply with our laws, you should want to make sure everyone else does that. <laughs> shut up. My gosh. You shut up. Never have they ever focused on, you know, the ultra wealthy, the billionaires that they're worried about all the time that pay no taxes, they claim. And that's who you should be. They're not going to. No. They're not going to. No. Remember, the poor in this country have uh, five times a chance of being audited than right. the wealthy. Right. And here's what businessman Kevin O'Leary said about the bill. Okay. I think there's You're a big issue there because 65% of the economy of family businesses. You're now empowering the IRS to chase the majority of those families who are the essence and the backbone of our economy. And the assumption that they're all cheating is ridiculous. Most people want to pay their taxes. Look, I'm not against having more efficiency mm. in the IRS, but giving them $80 billion right. to chase people that are actually a backbone of the economy doesn't sound like good policy to me either. This is going to get ugly. Most people don't want to pay taxes. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I will take <laughs> issue with some of what he said uh, there. Yeah, but the yeah. fact that small businesses are about to be targeted in mass—that's a problem. A big problem, and it's a huge problem that they lied again. He lied over and over and over about the four hundred thousand dollar mark. It's way under that. So nothing. Of what he said during the campaign was true. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray unleashed. Got a couple of tweets here. Carl Smith tweets: Wow, if it's that hard for Joe Biden to get his jacket on, how long does it take him to get dressed in the morning? Uh, Vern Lundquist, the Trump campaign video was inspiring. And to think that he crushed a man's clavicles. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Same guy. Same dude. (laughs) Linda Wilkins, that Trump ad was our bat signal. Mm -hmm. Hold on. He's coming. Yeah. Sure hope so. Uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland might have hinted about this raid. What, like a week ago? Yeah, last weekend. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's what uh, he said on one of the TV talk shows. Out fear or favor, we intend to hold everyone, anyone who was criminally responsible for the events surrounding January 6th or any attempt to interfere with the lawful transfer of power from one administration to another accountable. That's what we do. We don't pay any attention to other uh, issues with respect to that. So if Donald Trump were to become a candidate for president again, that would not change your schedule or or how you move forward or don't move forward? Uh, Say again that uh, we will hold accountable anyone who was criminally responsible (laughs) for attempting to interfere with Mm. the transfer, legitimate lawful transfer of power from Uh one administration to Uh the next. Okay, great, great. (laughs) That's That's the same Merrick Garland who called parents domestic terrorists, is that right? Just checking. Yeah, yeah, I have a lot of faith in him. Oh, he's great. He's gonna he's gonna find the truth. Baby. He's good. He's a good one. He's a keeper. Mayor Eric Adams condemned uh, Greg Abbott, our governor in Texas, here on Sunday for sending. Bu-
buses of asylum seekers to New York City. <laughs> Wait, what? What's your problem right. with them? Why aren't you happy? Why aren't you pleased they're there? It's very xenophobic-ish. <laughs> Thank you. That's the word I was looking for. Mayor Adams to have a Highly problem. Highly xenophobic. With the immigrants coming to his fair city. What do you hate, brown people? Is that what it is? That's what I'm hearing. That's what America heard. <laughs> he said, this is horrific. When you think about what the governor is doing. Okay, I'm thinking about it, and I don't find it horrific at all. Okay, all right. Not at all. He said, uh, though, that on a visit to the Port Authority bus terminal where he greeted a bus transporting arriving migrants, uh, the Republican Texas governor announced on Friday that he was sending buses of migrants to the city. Adams, a moderate Democrat. Oh, shut up. (laughs) has been charging for weeks that the state was sending asylum seekers to New York and overwhelming the city's homeless shelters, but Abbott previously denied it. What? When? He told you he's going to do this, yeah. and now he's doing it. When did he deny it? Uh, that I don't know. <laughs> I've but, never seen a denial on that. But Adams is greeting the new arrivals in, in one breath and then turning around and saying... And saying this is horrific. Okay. <laughs> Adam said migrants were being forced onto buses. Not That's not true. Even if they wanted to go to destinations other than New York, some were falsely told they'd be taken to their desired destination only to find mm. themselves bound for New York. Now, that I, I, I bet is true. Because who in their right mind would willfully go to New York these days? <laughs> um, maybe people who don't know what's going on there and uh, maybe don't follow the news as closely. Like, I don't know, from Mexico, Central, and South America, perhaps. Uh, But that's ridiculous. Some of the families are on the bus that they wanted to go to other locations, and they were not allowed to do so. (laughs) They were forced on the bus. Our goal is to immediately find out each family's needs and give them the assistance they want. Good. Well, good. You keep doing that. Congratulations. You're bitching about 5,000 people in New York City. You should see the Texas border, Mayor. Ugh. And why is your goal to immediately give them all things they want? They're here illegally. They should not have come. Even Kamala said it. Do not come. Mm-hmm. Do not come. Do those words sound familiar? Oh, they, they do. Yeah. Vaguely. Do not come. Yeah, there it is. Do not come. Do not come. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Don't come here. Unless you're going to do it legally, then we, we'd love to have you. When you come legally, we know you're here. We know what your te- your intent is. We know what's happening. Uh, but just as if I went to Mexico and just broke into the country and started doing whatever I wanted and then expecting a bunch of benefits, I'm pretty sure I wouldn't be given them. I'm pretty sure uh, the thought process is send back them <laughs> in Mexico. Uh. Yeah, and speaking of uh, giving people everything they want, uh, and we lead with our mistakes. Uh, I said four point five billion. I'm sorry, that was uh, four point five billion in budgetary support, another um, billion in military assistance. So technically, we approved another <laughs> five point 5. 5, five billion, billion yesterday. Okay, good. So, apologize. Good, Zelensky. If you if you heard me say the four point five, and you were like, ah, get on the phone, Joe. I misspoke. Five point five billion. Yeah, you scared him for a minute. Uh, yeah, right? Wow. It's like, I heard a report. Uh, uh, can we call the Joe? <laughs> Five and a half billion more. 
I don't know what. How, what man, are we up oh to? Man. It doesn't even matter what we're up to because it's a blank check. Uh-huh. It just keeps going up. Mm-hmm. I know that. And supposedly, there's all kinds of tension between uh, Biden and Zelensky. There's all kinds of tension between the White House and uh, and Ukraine's government. And yet, we just keep pumping money over there. What Wow! does Zelensky have on Joe for all this money to keep coming over there. And will we ever find out where the money's really going? No, we won't. <laughs> we won't. Because uh, many people would be outraged. Some wouldn't care. You know, the Democrats, if it's their guy, they don't care about that kind of corruption. Also, uh, in rural Texas, Greg Abbott and Beto are oh, digging yeah. in over school vouchers. Yeah. Big battle there over school vouchers mounting in the race for for governor. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was set into motion after incumbent Abbott offered his clearest support yet for the idea. His Democrat challenger, Beto, is hammering Abbott over the issue on the campaign trail, especially seeking an advantage in rural Texas where Democrats badly know they need to do better and where vouchers split Republicans. O'Rourke's campaign is also running newspaper ads in at least 17 markets, mostly rural, that urge voters to reject Greg Abbott's radical plan to defund public schools. Well, that just means that parents are getting the funds. Yes. Yeah, it it just means that you can choose. What about the right to choice? So Arizona, of course, leading the way on this, where parents are getting the money they would spend toward public education. Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going to give the money to you, and you can go and put your kid in a private school if you'd like. It's called competition, and it works everywhere it's tried, including education. You force public schools to be better. You pick private schools that work for you, Mm -hmm. and you get to choose where your kid goes. I I cannot understand the argument against this. I just can't. Or or you take the money, and you invest it in homeschool. There you go. You do that, too. You get all the books and and, Mm -hmm. uh, manuals that you need. Yeah. But you don't have to go broke doing it because you're using the money you would have paid the public school system. Exactly. Because homeschool parents are paying twice. Yes. We're paying into the system and then right. we're paying for materials. And then They're, we can't even use the system when God, we want to. pisses me off so much, too. That just drove me out of my mind. Mm-hmm. I kept telling him, look, I'm paying for this. I'm paying for this. Now you're telling me I can't use it? Not if you don't go here full time. Yep, sorry. They didn't care. Yeah. And Couldn't the, care less. And, of course, the, the, the Tebow bills around the country, that's not the answer because that's just a Trojan horse to get the government into your home mm-hmm. to see what you're teaching your kids. Yeah, sure, you mm-hmm. can use facilities, absolutely, but you're going to have to uh, you're gonna have to show us what you're teaching and your yeah. kids are going to have to pass some sort of thing or whatever. No, back off. So, right. Anyway, so that's not the answer either there. But, uh, yeah, so you know how one thing that they do here in Texas, Pat, is during the primaries, mm-hmm. like if you decide to vote in the Republican primary, then the Republican Party asks you questions on the ballot. I'm not sure if they do this at every state, but they just it's almost like a survey of Republican voters. Well, right? it essentially is a survey. Yeah, just They're just see, finding out what you support and what you don't. Yeah, what, what should they pursue legislatively in the future? But it doesn't, it doesn't make it law right. when you vote for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we voted on this. So, yes, voters backed school choice because but here's the reason they backed it okay (laughs) they don't know how to read 
I the complex it. proposal. I love this so much. They can't read. That's why they backed it. There's the wording, too stupid. The wording was so tricky, too, <laughs> on the primary ballot, was it not? Yeah, oh yeah. <sighs> uh, I'm going to tell you how it, how it reads. Okay, you do that. Texas parents and guardians should have the right to select schools, whether public or private, for their children, and the funding should follow the student. Oh, that's a complex uh, idea that I just can't get my head around. I, how can I read that? That's too co- complicated for me. So ambiguous. Oh, man. <laughs> 88% of Republican primary voters supported it. 88%. Yeah, well, that's because they can't read. Okay. Yeah, that was like an argument from a professor, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, Stephen F. Austin, uh, Professor Amber Wagnon. Okay. The language is too complicated for GOP voters to understand the implications of their support. No. <laughs> no, it isn't. Wow, that is insulting. So Jeez. insulting. And speaking of education, Northwestern <laughs> no longer requires literature major, majors to uh, take English and American Lit. Huh. Okay. Northwestern University's Department of English has axed its mandate that literature majors take a pair of comprehensive English and American literature survey courses. <laughs> Starting this fall semester, new literature majors can neglect the two survey classes, but will be required to take a pair of historical breadth cases. Okay. Okay. Well, let's uh, see. What do we get to? The literature majors previously had to take uh, the first quarter of either English or American lit traditions, both of which run for two quarters. Okay. Um, so across the two quarters of English literature traditions, the reading list covered a millennium-long sweep. So a thousand years of stuff. From Beowulf uh, by Geoffrey Chaucer, uh, William Shakespeare, and mm. had Jane Austen, T.S. Eliot, a lot of really, you know, classic yeah, reading. I've heard of some of these people. You've heard of some of them. Uh-huh. Sure. The traditions <laughs> included Benjamin Franklin, Frederick mm. Douglass, Harriet Jacobs, Emily Dickinson. You might have heard of a few of those. Ring, ring a bell or two? Mm-hmm. Uh, so now... Now what do we got? Not so much. Mm-hmm. Now uh, it's got to be... You know, more diverse than that. Oh, that's a fun word. It's got to be diverse. Yeah. As soon as education is bound up with partisan politics, it comes to an end because uh, no one can speak freely and political advantage rather than truth is what is prized. And that's for sure. When you look at the stuff, they're trying to jam down our kids' throats. Okay, so we're going to replace Benjamin Franklin and Mm -hmm. William Shakespeare and Emily Dickinson with with what now? With uh, African-American literature. Okay. Uh, Latin X literature. Perfect. Perfect. Asian American literature. Okay. Native American literature. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, Where's the uh, radical feminist? Uh, we got to get some of that in there. Oh, yeah. You got to have the structural feminist. That's right. Yeah. That Barack Obama told mm-hmm. us about. You got to have that. Yeah. What, what is it? Is it, is it like a black um, feminist or something? Let me see. You've got you to cover at least 200 years of pre-1830 writings. Um, well, you used to have to, used to. Yeah, but formal. now, uh, not so much. Now, students will also be required to fulfill diversity course requirements in areas of specialization, such as gender, sexuality, and embodiment. There it is. 
post-colonial and comparative literatures <laughs> and race and ethnicity. That's an Obama line right there. Oh, my gosh. And sure enough, uh, there's going to be some courses on lesbian rep- representation in popular culture. Okay. Okay, we need that. Yeah. What about black feminist theory? Do you have a lot of black feminist reading in your library at home? I'm about to add to that collection. Okay. Yeah, because there's, you know, those those William Shakespeare books, you know, uh-huh. they, they, the, the plays, right? They're bound and they're so thick and they take up so much space on the shelf. So I'm going to have a lot of uh, space to, to fill. Do you have it. enough space for sex in the Gothic Girl? Of course. Okay, good, because that's an important one. That's a really uh, important really one. my thing, but we'll make space. Yeah, you need to. Mm-hmm. You need to. Otherwise, you're not inclusive. I know that. You're a piece of crap. That's an accurate statement. It sure is. So cool. <laughs> so cool. That's going to work out great. It is. For the future of our that country. Is. You don't want William Shakespeare, Emily Dickinson, Chaucer. Who needs that stuff? Mm. No, what you need is gender, sexuality, and embodiment. Well, let's be honest. Well, of course on that. The people in these classes aren't reading it anyway, right? Yeah, probably not. They're just like, eh, is it an app? Is that what you're talking about? Is that Because if it's not, then I don't know how to get to it. What's a... What'd you say? It was a... What was the book? Book. book. Yeah, book. Book. Yeah, it's it's not, a complicated... I'm not familiar with that word. One-syllable word. Right, okay. Book. <laughs> so it's like app, but it's a book. Right, sort of, yeah. I'll have to circle back to you you don't even have to turn it on or charge it when you're when you're yeah when you put it down how does that even work i you just open it what and there's these words is it solar powered no no it's not it's not powered at all it just is i have no idea what you're talking about yeah i know Hard. So, so there, that that's our that's our future um, in our country where the rule of law it matters not, and uh, those are the people who are now going to be leading the way. The people who aren't reading the classics mm-hmm. and instead are being brainwashed by this stuff. So the future's bright, y'all. <clears throat> oh, it is. It is so bright. But heaven forbid you want to uh, get the money that's used to educate your kids and mm-hmm. have the power to dictate uh, where they get to go to school with that money really something else i mean i just can't i i can't because it's destroying the youth destroying them i i I don't know how they survive it i mean they're being so bombarded with all this stuff they have been so bombarded that the transgender stuff and the homosexual stuff and the woke stuff is all critical race theory yeah it's all they should be about. If and it, it's all they are about. Yeah, if you're white and you're straight, there's mm-hmm. no place in this society for you, is right. what your children are being taught every day. And, and you're not going to be talked about. You're not special. Mm-hmm. You know, when the teacher in the class is showing how special everybody is that's different, and, you know, isn't it only logical that other kids might want that attention too? And whether it's a check you're writing to a college somewhere and sending your kid off to be destroyed forever, mm-hmm. or whether it's through your property taxes, you are paying for this madness and this destruction of your child. Yeah, and heaven heaven forbid we have a choice of where to send our kids to school. More Pack Ray Unleashed coming up.
Gray returns. Couple of tweets here. Kuha Street tweets. Pat, I believe we should send the immigrants to the mean streets of Helena. Then they'd probably buy a ticket back to Mexico where life was easier. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And it's just cruel, though. So cruel to them. To you know. Warmer there, too, right? Oh, yeah. In Helena? <laughs> no, in Mexico. Oh, in Mexico. Yeah, during the winter. What's the coldest you remember it ever getting in Helena growing up? Mm, like 45 below. Oh, I bet the wind was calm, too. You don't oh, have to yeah. worry about that. It's it always calm. Yeah. Oh. In the wintertime. Yeah. So bad. Oh. Austin Martinez tweets, the only thing worse than migrant buses going to New York City is Jeffy being stuck between the moon and New York City. Uh, Ultra cookier, the first first thing the new IRS should be doing is auditing the government, Congress, the Senate, all the corrupt thieves making millions on a public servant salary. Mm. Uh, Banana rock, river, tree, (laughs) banana rock. A river, a tree. Only in America can you get a literature degree without studying literature. <laughs> True. Oh. Uh, R Runner 92. Hypocritical cries of the evils of funding students in Texas from privileged Beto, who went to private school out of state instead of a public Texas high school when he was in school. Thanks for that yeah. reminder. Uh, that's right. Good reminder. Uh, are you familiar with uh, Rogers Pass, just north of Helena? I am. Okay. Mm-hmm. The coldest ever recorded in the state of Montana was recorded there. <laughs> okay. 73 below? 70 below. 70 below. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's an, oh, it's a national record for uh, lower 48 as well. Is it really? Minus 70. Wow. Congrats. Yeah, that's a bit nippy. You definitely want to keep a sweater on if you go outside, at least. You know, a nice little knit sweater. Like, what's the temperature got to be? Maybe it's different now, but growing up. What was the temperature when you started wearing gloves, you know? 20? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. What about now? Mm-hmm. 58? Now it's probably 60. 60. <laughs> 65. Something happens, you know. If you it live does. in a cold climate and then you move to a warm one, your tolerance is a lot less when it happens. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Absolutely no doubt. Uh, really sad news. Olivia Newton-John died <sighs> yesterday or the yeah. day before over the weekend sometime uh, recently. 73. Uh, apparently, she had breast cancer and battled over three decades. Yeah. This is like 90, 92, I think. Mm-hmm. She first got it. And I think she had a double mastectomy, didn't she? I think so. And yeah. then, so she was okay for a while. And then it came back in 2013, <sighs> went into remission. Then it came back again in 2017. It's really sad. Uh, and. I hate to see all these icons from my childhood going away now. Olivia Newton-John? Jeez. It's hard to believe. Remember, her career started out so sweetly with things like, have you never been mellow? Have you never tried? To find the comfort from inside. I'd. Uh, then that song, Let Me Be There. Then later on, it was, you know, let's get physical. She wanted to throw you down, and uh, it was a whole different feel. But uh, physical in 1981, that was her biggest hit of all time. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then, of course, Greece was her huge breakthrough with John Travolta. I mean, that was just a major event uh, in the lives of so many of us. 
and a bunch of those songs from the movie, You're the One That I Want, Summer Nights, Hopelessly Devoted to You. This is great stuff. Just Maybe I shouldn't love things like Hopelessly Devoted to You as a man, yeah. but I do. You got to have guilty pleasures. Do. Yeah, and I do. Simpler times. Good stuff. Really, yeah, very sad. She'd been married, apparently, to John Easterling since 2008. He's the founder of Amazon Herb Company. Oh. Hmm. So, he must have been doing okay as well. So, anyway, we lost her. We lost her. Mm-hmm. Really sad. Yeah. Uh, not sure what BB show, BB, BBC show this is from, but... Um, <laughs> Somebody sent this to us. It was just too good not to share. I'm so glad we're playing this. Apparently, neither uh, neither Keith nor I have ever watched this show because I don't recognize these characters. But it's great to be shown how to apologize properly yes. in today's society. Learn a lesson here. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, I'm delighted uh, to be joined by a member of the Chinese community as I uh, apologize for using the phrase uh, Chinese whispers. I appreciate that this is deeply offensive to the Chinese. I completely understand why they went totally mental. <laughs> I'm delighted uh, to be joined by a mental health campaigner to witness my apology for using the phrase, they've gone mental. Mm-hmm. See, some of you are surprised that I'm apologizing, but no. Gone were the days when getting an apology out of me was like getting a fiver out of an Aberdonian, eh? <laughs> I would like to apologise uh, to the largest Aberdonian community, the Aberdonians. Uh, I do understand that uh, Aberdonian feelings are important. I'm surprised, actually, that our diversity officer didn't make that clear to me. Honestly, sometimes around here it's like the blind leading the blind. I would like to apologise to Scotland's blind community. I hear your concerns, and I promise you they will not fall on deaf ears. I would like to apologise. <laughs> To the deaf community, I would like to say sorry. When I realised what I said, I honestly I had a fit. I apologise unreservedly <laughs> to all of the epileptics in Scotland for my use of the word fit. I, I completely understand why you've got a bee in your bonnet. I would like to apologise to anyone uh, connected with bees or the wider bee community. Bees indeed are a vital part of society. I tried my best to get a statement that, that wouldn't offend anyone. I, I really did, but. Do you know, when, when me and my advisors get together, honestly, it's like two bald men fighting over a comb. I would like to apologise to Scotland's bald community, of which I am a member. I would like to apologise and exonerate myself. Chief, I'm sorry. Chief, you're forgiven. I was particularly pleased with my final apology, because I could uh, apologise and accept the apology at the same time. I do like to kill two birds with one stone. I would like to apologise to the entire avian community for my cruel and insensitive words. Uh-huh. Good stuff. I'm sorry. Oh. I mean, it. that's exactly what's happening. Yeah. It's almost not even parody. Mm-mm. It's about where we are, actually. <laughs> yeah, we'll tweet that out. Uh, look for it at Pat Unleashed on Twitter, because that's good stuff, man. Really good stuff. Also, an Ohio woman swears she recorded Bigfoot, although experts are skeptical. I don't know why they would be. Thank you. I really don't know. Uh, Suzanne Ferencheck mm. shared with Mansfield News Journal last week, which is, uh, that's a journal I never, never miss. And what's it called again? Uh, the Mansfield, uh, Mansfield News Journal. Okay. 
You think I uh, as much as I read it, you'd yeah. think I'd be little, more familiar with how to pronounce bit more it. More smoother, you with know? the delivery yeah. next time. Okay. But uh, this is apparently the first time she's ever recorded howling in her nearly decade-long tenure as a Bigfoot hunter. Mm. An analyst described the two-minute recording as having high potential of carrying the sounds of one Bigfoot attempting to contact another. And mm. here's, here's, I think, do we have the... So she's out there looking for this stuff. Yep. Oh, there it is. You hear that? Yeah, I heard it. That's a big Bigfoot right there. Okay, cool. Clear as a bell. Another Bigfoot howl. Now you know. July 3rd, 2022. Okay. <laughs> That's supposed to be a Bigfoot. All right. Can you do the still shot just out of the open gate there for us, Rob? Just I just want to see. I just want to see that again. I don't. I don't need the whole video. I just need it. Okay. I was just trying to see what kind of tree that was there, because this is supposed to be in Ohio, right? Mm, is that right? Is it? Or is she just from Ohio? I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me just here. I'm just googling so fast to find out where that was. <laughs> tip tip tip. Yes, tip. an Ohio woman. Ohio so woman. she's from Ohio, she's from Ohio, but I don't know if the incident happened. Oh, okay. In Ohio. Bigfoot recording. Apparently, some wildlife experts aren't so sure the sounds came from a Bigfoot creature. Hmm. Yeah, uh, near her home in Loudonville, mm, okay. Ohio. All right. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that an alternate version of the immigrant song I just heard? <laughs> Bigfoot. Yeah, I, whatever, man. Okay. It could have come from an alpha male coyote calling its pack. See? Huh. Could have been so that. it's either a coyote that we don't care about or it's Bigfoot. One of the two. <laughs> Uh, go ahead and land on whatever side. You Where think was is Jeffy on July third? It was a Sunday. Or okay, was I'm it? I'm just checking the old so calendar here. You might have been in Ohio at the time. Could have been. It is possible. A Jeffy sighting. Mm-hmm. So we just well, it's inconclusive. We don't All right. Know. So we do know that monkeypox now is a uh, national emergency. Mm. Uh, de- officials are apparently debating whether or not they should warn gay men about multiple partners. <laughs> yeah, only essential piggy parties, please. <laughs> well, they're all essential, aren't they? Uh, aren't all piggy parties You're right, that essential? was hateful of me to even yeah, suggest that there were sure piggy was. parties that weren't essential. Uh, <laughs> non-essential <laughs> piggy parties. I apologize. Of course, we had thousands of gay men clad in leather, latex, and often much less partying along the Folsom Street last weekend during the annual kink and fetish festival. <laughs> Even after the city had just declared the monkeypox outbreak striking its gay community a health emergency, one day after the WHO urged men to sleep with fewer men to reduce transmission. How dare you mm-hmm. ask that? How dare you? <laughs> Apparently there's something wrong with it because they can't seem to decide whether or not they should be doing this. It's really something. If this was transmitted by heterosex, uh, wouldn't they be saying, "Hey, be careful! Don't don't take a bunch of partners. Uh, maybe don't have sex with people you don't know for a while." But I guess that's too much to ask for anybody. I don't. I don't know. It just seems like it's a reasonable thing to do. It's a reasonable precaution. Hey, don't go to the piggy parties. Don't go to the bathhouse. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe select one person that you're close to. You know, the two of you can carry on if you know that you're both 
free of monkeypox uh, lesions. Uh, so, and I would think if you're a person who has monkeypox lesions, you wouldn't want to spread that to others, right? You wouldn't want to take the chance. Mm. Apparently, I'm wrong. Yeah. So sorry. I'm doing. Uh, I'm doing. I'm doing Bigfoot research over here. I apologize if uh, mm-hmm. uh, I'm just looking at. Uh, Why do they get monkeypox? Well, maybe. Is that I what it is? I don't know. It's a little too early. I'm just checking. I'm just cross-checking here. Can I just? Can I just? Can I just shoot a hole in your coyote theory here? Okay. Um, as you can see, <clears throat> most of Ohio, mm-hmm. there aren't coyotes. See how they're all mm-hmm. out here mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then so Ohio, for the most part. Mm-hmm. No coyotes. Okay, so it's definitely Bigfoot. Yeah, it's, I mean, that's the that's only answer because... The only answer. Yeah, Loudonville is not in that small shaded area where coyotes would be. So I think okay. we've kind of cracked that code. It's definitely Bigfoot uh, All right. roaming around Ohio. Well, that was easy. As for monkeypox, yeah, uh, keep it zipped up. Can we have mm-hmm. just a couple weeks, maybe? Can you can you chill for two weeks, right? 15 days to flatten the curve? Well, listen to this quote from California State Senator. Scott Weiner. Oh, yeah, this guy. Oh, my gosh, this guy. Yes, please. If people want to have sex, they're going to have sex, according to Weiner, who's involved in the city's monkeypox response. I know people who normally go to sex parties who will not. People who will make their own decisions about their own risk levels. Mm-hmm. Isn't that the same guy who said you must wear a mask yes. in the COVID yes. scandal? Back in 2020, he said uh, in a tweet... Uh, we need a national mask mandate, period. That's how we beat this virus. Today, he's saying... like Now, he, uh, yeah, if you're going to have uh-huh. sex, you're going to have sex. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah, listen to this quote from him. Wow. Closing bathhouses in the 1980s didn't reduce HIV. It was an epic blunder and pushed people into the shadows. Let's not make that same knee-jerk mistake with MPX. Don't know. No, we're, it's not good. we're not doing MPX, bro. Monkeypox is more fun to say. But MPX. Yeah. But yeah, he was the guy. The guy saying... Um, if you're going to have sex, just go for it, was saying, you better wear a mask. Yeah, right. Yeah. A little bit different. A mm-hmm. little bit different. I wonder why. Uh, all right. Let <laughs> me take a minute and tell you about Bank on Yourself. Uh, have you been dreading looking at your 401k or your IRA account balance? Well, you're not alone. And the experts say there's been no place to hide. Mm-hmm. It's, been, it's been tough for a while in the stock market. Um, the truth is, though, you can build a financial bunker that grows and protects your money during even the scariest economic times, like right now. The Bank on Yourself Retirement Plan uh, lets you escape the financial carnage and has never had a losing year in over 160 years. That is something else. I've, I don't know of any other, any other way, uh, any other people that can actually say that. Whether you've been investing for years or you're just starting out, uh, now is the time to bypass Wall Street and bank on yourself. It lets you reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risks. You get guaranteed predictable growth and retirement income with no luck, no skill, or guesswork needed. This strategy also lets you take a tax-free retirement income, which protects you from the coming tax tsunami. There's no volatility. Your plan doesn't go backward when the market tumbles. Both your principal and growth are protected. Bank on yourself. You can get a free report with all the details of how adding bank on yourself to your financial plan 
can help you take back control of your money. Just go to bankonyourself.com slash unleashed. That's bankonyourself.com slash unleashed. At Gray Unleashed. Some tweets here uh, from Comrade Snoobage. Great. Pat's mimicking a Bigfoot howl is now going to attract Bigfoots to the studio. <laughs> yeah, in fact, I think uh, tomorrow at 6.30 Central, there will be a Bigfoot in here oh. sitting right over there to oh, chew no. the fat with us. Hold on. So wait, you're predicting that we're going to have I'm a predicting. guest tomorrow, yeah. a guest that Bigfoot? One Bigfoot will be here by tomorrow morning, 6.30. Oh, there's the... Clearly a Bigfoot right there. Oh. <laughs> I want I want us to let's ask our guest Bigfoot tomorrow to <laughs> howl like that so we can make sure and then then, then we'll right. know for sure. Yes. Uh, this from Adrian. I'm waiting for the sound of Bigfoot wailing at the yakking mummy vocal rendition. <laughs> oh. Oh. It's kind of similar. Yeah, it's a little higher octave. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. Just some indiscriminate sound like that. There's a Bigfoot. I recorded a Bigfoot. Yeah. The first actual recording of one ever. Exactly. It wasn't some rando guy whose security camera in his backyard or whatever picked up that noise. And then Bigfoot uh, people jumped on it, right? right? No, it was a lady who whose life mission is to find a Bigfoot. There we go. Found it. See? Found it. Told you. Got your Bigfoot right here. Okay. Sure you do. Sure you do, Puddin'. Uh, here's a ridiculous video from the WEF to help prevent a worldwide food shortage. Mega elite rich uh, World Economic Forum uh, douchebags. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna solve world hunger. These UK, okay, uh, they're ditching. What are they ditching? Okay, so in Pause Britain they've already second. started doing this. Okay, okay, they're getting rid of expiration dates. Oh, that's because yeah. Why do right. you want to know when the food goes bad? You don't. So now, now people are gonna buy expired food, mm-hmm. and that's how we solve. The food shortage, uh, the impending food shortage worldwide. Okay. We just buy old, nasty so food. So if it has a date of, I don't mm-hmm. know, November 2020 on it, yeah. just ignore it and eat it anyway. Yeah, they, eat they, it. They want you to, to to smell your food. What I don't understand is they want a smelling food at the grocery store. So in lieu of an expiration date, we're just supposed to, what, crack open the yogurt and... No, that's still good. And then put it in our <laughs> cart. I mean, look at this demonstration. It's st- oh, stupid. And, they're sniffing through masks on top of this insanity. I'm sure the I'm sure no. the elites that run the WEF are a wearing masks and b eating rotten food. Start like, this over. We got to see this from sanity. the beginning. Incredible. UK supermarkets ditching best before labels. Okay, from September, the chain removing 500 types of produce: tomatoes to grapes, apples, cucumbers. Uh, warning customers to use their own judgment. <laughs> and 
and uh, it's about a, whether a wrinkly grape or wilted lettuce can still be good. Mm-hmm. Best before labels are designed to indicate food quality. Yeah, you don't want that. Unlike use-by dates. Use-by dates, which are safety measures. Mm, okay. okay, look at this guy. Oh, uh, my Yeah, mask. and you're right. Through a stupid mask. Look at this lady. Through her mask. All of them. So really stupid. <sighs> Asinine. Yeah. Oh, oh, look at that. You Wilted can... vegetables can be revived. Just dunk them in water. That's fine. Cold water? I didn't know that. I didn't that's kind of cool. Huh. So there you go. This goes on and on It and would on. save 7 million shopping bags. Somehow. If you if you ignore the use-by date. <laughs> so anyway, this is the uh, WEF uh, plan for you. That's perfect. And how you're going to make it through. Spoiled food. Just eat spoiled food. <laughs> Not a problem. Yeah, I got this milk from 2018 still in the back of the fridge. Did you take a whiff of it I yet? didn't yet. I didn't. Maybe I should. No, well, I mean, It'd be you, fine? You could, but it's probably fine. <laughs> Just go ahead and pour it right there in your old cereal bowl. It looks like cottage cheese now. Did I, did I mislabel this? It's not milk. It's cottage cheese. Um, that's what they call deluxe milk, <laughs> Pat? <laughs> wow. That's probably how they would label it. Uh, I mean, we're just in such a stupid, weird terrible place right now yeah and the people making these rules for you Mm -hmm. (laughs) you think that klaus schwab is sitting around taking a whiff of milk in the back of his fridge he's got a butler not preparing it for him yeah and making sure that uh and you know everything's fresh he's not he's not eating used by date that's been that's been passed no he's not doing that or Best Buy. This would be best if you use it by August 9th. He, uh, they're not worried about that. They're, I mean, this is food they bought today. Yeah. To eat today. And don't forget, they're also on the private jet when you're supposed <laughs> yes. to be not even owning a vehicle. Right. That's right. Let me tell you about Scoremaster. Uh, here's a good rule of thumb. This is better than the used by date thing. All right. Yeah, wait three weeks before you make a major purchase. And then go to ScoreMaster. When you go to ScoreMaster, uh, it'll take you about a minute to sign up, and you can find out uh, how you can boost your credit score by an average of 61 points in three weeks or less. Mm. And listen, 61 points added to your credit score that quickly, it could save you tens of thousands on whatever you're about to purchase. ScoreMaster technology was developed by credit data scientists to boost your credit score higher and faster than you ever thought possible. So easy. Again, it maybe takes a minute to sign up. And you don't have to wait months for your best credit score. Like I said, about three weeks. Try it for free and see how many plus points you can add to your credit score. Go go to scoremaster.com slash pat. That's scoremaster.com slash pat. Gray. As soon as a Republican is in the executive office, they need to raid the homes of every former Democrat uh, president there has been. Whoever is alive still. Uh, all the way back to Carter. I like it. You raid Biden's house. You raid Obama's house. You raid Carter's house. Everybody gets raided the day the next president is sworn into office. Clinton, too. And Clinton. Did I? Wow, how did I forget I, Bill Clinton? I, I don't know, but I wasn't Oh, there's got to be 
real sweet stuff to find in his house. Okay, but do you do you mm. descend on them at twelve noon on January twenty first, twenty twenty five? All four of them at the yes. same time, or maybe you spread it out over time just to enjoy it uh, mm. separately. But you don't want them to see it coming. No, you don't. That's true. You kind of just want to get four tactical units in place. But all the glee with which the Democrats are experiencing this is just it's yeah. insane. What is he? What are you even looking for? What what has he done? The Russia thing was an obvious hoax and is a proven hoax. So what are you looking for now? Are you looking for January 6th stuff where he's he plotted and planned it? You're not going to find that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to find that. And before um, the FBI agents that are tasked with Carter's home feel that they got the boring one of the four. Mm-hmm. I would like to know why he is all... He, I mean, he has never met a dictator he didn't love. I want to know mm-hmm. what he did in 1984 to try to undermine Reagan's re-election. Uh, there's some stuff there for Carter. Oh, I think so, yeah. Oh, I think you'll find... If you went looking, you would find all kinds of stuff that's been swept under the rug. Uh, by the way, there's going to be no second term for Showtime's the First Lady. Anybody watch that? I have never seen a single episode of I, The First Lady. I didn't even know this was a thing. I, I kind of didn't. I remember hearing about it, but then it had so little buzz. Mm. Nobody was talking about it. And it was about uh, Michelle Obama. Mm. Viola Davis played Michelle Obama. At least uh, the dramatic anthology series canceled after just one season following ridicule from viewers. And widespread negative reviews. <laughs> the series also failed to pick up any major Emmy awards or nominations, even. Uh, Showtime confirmed the cancellation in a statement sent out to multiple outlets saying the show will not be moving forward with another season. Oh, shoot. The first lady focused on the wives of presidents, <laughs> and they planned to cover three administrations per season. The first season starred Michelle Pfeiffer as Betty Ford. <laughs> wow, they did Betty Ford justice, didn't they? Jeez. <laughs> yeah, that's a dream come true for Betty Ford if she were still alive. Wait, Michelle Pfeiffer is playing me? I love this. Jillian uh, Anderson as Eleanor Roosevelt. Uh, that's very kind as well. It's interesting. The show was the target of widespread negative reviews with the New Yorker magazine calling it a bad wig costume drama and Time magazine concluding that Davis and Anderson were egregiously miscast. Many viewers took issue with Viola Davis's decision to purse her lips in imitation of Ms. Michelle Obama. You've got to see this. If you haven't seen the actual show and probably... Nobody in this audience has. <laughs> Apparently nobody, period, has. You got to see this video okay. of her impersonating Michelle Obama. It's Michelle and oh. Barack, supposedly, in a scene together. Look okay, at this. Okay, okay. Really? John Edwards have <laughs> Secret Service? Oh, my God. What about Look at John that. McCain? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what is going on? I know. Like I know. Right? Apparently You're she did this queen. the whole time. You're an What is Running the- for president of the United States? <laughs> So, yeah, there's a little difference between you and those other candidates, Barack. Just, um, I could be president of the United States. Can you, can you 
find it in yourself to be a little excited for me? Excuse me if I can't share in the excitement of my husband potentially being shot. Oh, what did we just watch? <laughs> the lip pursing is amazing, isn't it? I've never seen anything like that. It's like a bad caricature yeah. trope thing going on there. Michelle had to be oh my horrified at that. What's <laughs> this actress's name again? Viola Davis. Hold on a second. That's crazy. What is happening here? <laughs> yeah, look, her lips don't do that. No, they don't. She did it on purpose. She made some decision that I'm going to try to look like Michelle by pursing my lips all the time. Oh, my goodness. Uh, bad decision there, Putin. <laughs> Not a even. Really, really bad decision. That was horrible. I mean, based on that alone, you cancel the series. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, no. Right. No, we don't want to see that anymore. I thought the Thank guy you. playing Brock was doing a pretty decent job, though. Yeah. I mean, he just kind of... Yeah, he was, but... You'd be a little supportive. <laughs> right. I, mean, I could be president. <laughs> and she's just like, I'm going to do my lips some more. Look but at me, cameraman. That did not really even look no. like Michelle. I, I don't remember her pursing her lips like that. No. No. So That wasn't even a... That's not a flattering depiction of Michelle Obama. That that's was what going more... For. You know when Mick Jagger does his thing at the camera and he lifts yes. his shirt up and he goes... Mm. Yeah. Right? That, that's yes. kind of what that that's was. That's a Mick Jagger imitation. That's exactly <laughs> what that was. Maybe she was reading from the wrong script. She thought it was a Rolling Stones <laughs> biop. Oh my gosh. That was terrible. Really weird. Really, really weird. <laughs> uh, but so, you know, consequently, you're not going to be able to see it anymore. Oh, Sorry. shoot. Sorry. Yeah. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Uh, the potential future seasons would have focused on uh, Jacqueline Kennedy, Onassis, Hillary, yeah. Hillary Clinton, and they were going to do Melania Trump. Would have been interesting. Uh, <laughs> how do you think she would have been portrayed? <laughs> really favorably, I'm guessing, aren't you? Ah, oh, that would have been great sure. to see. She, oh, you would have loved that. I'm sure they would have done it fair, fairly and oh, absolutely. justly. You know she, they would have. Uh, all right. Got some out-of-touch uh, out politicians to deal with. Um, mm. Look at the fakiness of the new governor. Well, she's not that new anymore, I guess. But uh, Kathy Hochul from New York. Yeah, this was an entertaining treat on social media over the weekend. Great day for a barbecue, New York. And she's out there in her... In her dress, Christine, barbecuing. Look at that. Not a smudge on it. I don't even see a, a flame on the grill going. She's got this uh, this uncooked burger on a spatula. Yeah. Uh, oh, boy. Look. I don't think it's even on. Yeah. I don't think the grill's That's even on. That's what I'm on. saying, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like you, citizen. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're always so phony. So phony. Like Hold on this. a sec. I'm gonna get yeah. me Speaking a, of beer. a beer. There she I'm is. Get me a beer. Oh. Is it, what are the polls? Isn't there an election uh, in New York right now, like for governor? Oh, cool. Uh, is there? Yeah, there is. I know there is. This year? Yeah. Oh wow. I'm I'm 99 sure. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Lee Zeldin is running against her, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. So he, all right. What's the what's the polling though? That's right. She's up fifteen. Ooh. So hmm. you have your chance, New she York. She seems pretty bad. I mean, Ooh. all that we've seen of her in in clips uh has been negative. I, I can't think of a single good thing where you go, Oh, okay, maybe she's not that bad. No, yeah. she's pretty bad. I'm looking at a poll from June. She was up twenty four. A poll oh. a poll from July up 
14 and another poll around the same time late july plus 16 so it averages huh. to 15 all right but new york i mean you have a chance yeah don't screw I mean, up yet already again already made up nine points who knows also, Stacey Abrams has called abortion part of her faith and uh, protecting the most vulnerable among us. Isn't that <laughs> ironic? <laughs> With an unborn baby inside the womb, uh, that's not the vulnerable one right there? Really? When they speak huh. on the left, do they hear the words that come out of their mouths? They, I, or? they can't possibly. <laughs> Can they? They're so stupid. They don't ever make any sense. But she says being pro-choice is part of her faith. In a video that she shared on social media, Abram said that the decision to be pro-choice is exactly part of my faith. (laughs) Really? (laughs) I cannot strike down another person's rights simply because I don't agree. Yeah, that doesn't work when you're killing a person. Okay? That doesn't work. (laughs) Yes, you can. You can say, you know what? I wouldn't kill anybody, but you shouldn't either. You really can. You you do have that ability to uh, join us on the side of life. And while abortion literally entails killing an unborn human being, Abrams also said that according to her faith, you protect the vulnerable and you wrap them in your love. (laughs) That is unbelievable with no sense of irony. No sense of, wow, is this hypocritical? Nope. Nope. You're protecting the most vulnerable and wrapping them in your love. Okay. There's not a chance they can hear themselves when they talk. Ah, (laughs) agonizing. I asked my mom if there is a word for this, and she said there is. Hypocrisy. (laughs) There it is. In a campaign ad uh, posted in 2018, Abrams said that according to her reading of the scripture... Oh, and I'm sure this is true. <laughs> Jesus was a progressive. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Yeah, according to your reading, okay. Uh, I don't have much faith in your reading of the scriptures. It's a medical decision, she said. And while your faith tradition may tell you <clears throat> that you personally do not want to make that choice, it is not my right as a Christian to impose that value system on someone else because the value that should overhang everything is the right to make our own decisions, the free will that the God I believe in gave us. And my responsibility as a legislator is to make certain that we allow doctors and nurses and medical professionals to make medical decisions that politicians stay out of. When asked about restrictions on abortion, Abrams said that arbitrary political parameters make no sense. But it should always be that abortion care is available until a fetus is viable, Unless that viability threatens a mother's life. Oh, huh. Well, that's interesting because that goes against most Democrats in the party um, because they don't care about viability. Other Democrats don't don't give a wit about whether or not the baby's viable. They'll abort the baby right up until birth. Hmm, that's interesting. Hmm. I don't think she should be elected governor, but that's uh, that's interesting. What was her quote again, though? What was it? It was, was so in- I uh, when asked about restrictions on abortion, she yeah. said that arbitrary political parameters make no sense. So she's saying like, whether it's 15 weeks or 16 weeks, but it should always be that abortion care is available until a fetus is viable, unless that viability threatens a mother's life. They get it? 
Yeah. So she's just... saying only up until viable should you be able to have the abortion. Because when the baby can survive outside the womb, you can't abort it any longer. Yeah, but I got to see the quote. Because <clears throat> I don't, I don't, I think she's saying that, I don't know, I think she's good right up until, right up until Right birth. up to? Yeah. I, I thought so too, but it doesn't sound like Because when does a Democrat this. think life is viable? Yeah, I know, never. Once it's in the world. Mm-hmm. Not before, not, and not two really seconds before. Really, not even then, in some cases. In some cases, it's like a week later. Okay, if you still want to abort the baby, go ahead. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. There's no... No, then now it's just flat out homicide. That's a weird take that so. uh, you know my religion says that I need to uh, defend the uh, the most vulnerable upon us, eh, among us. You know, there's a I'm sure it's in the Bible somewhere, right? Where Jesus said, you know, you get freedom through Christ uh, to murder babies. I'm mm-hmm. sure that's exactly. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll just we'll just. Is that in Ecclesiastes? Uh, sure. It's or in, maybe Deuteronomy. It's in the book of Jacob. <laughs> Look it up. Uh, just these uh, it, the way they twist everything. To, I know. To just. I know. Well, they twist everything too with the with uh, socialism that you're supposed to, you know, you're supposed to, I guess, have Rome pay for everything for the poor and needy, not the rest of us. Uh, if you're to listen to them, that's what Jesus taught, is that governments should take care of everybody, not each and every one of us individually. All right, let me tell you about keeps. Um, if the first thing you notice when you look at a photo of yourself is your receding hairline or some bald spot, uh, keeps can help you with that. I mean, despite the fact that two out of three guys experience hair loss before they're 35, you don't really have to. Yeah, and as someone who uses keeps, it's pretty annoying. I need to get a haircut. <laughs> I mean, wow. what's, what's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> wow. Mean, it'd be so much easier if I just couldn't grow hair. <laughs> uh, but if you want to prevent hair loss, you can do that. Stimulate hair growth like uh, like Keith has done, like Jason in the building has done, mm. uh, Glenn's head research guy. Mm-hmm. Your Keeps physician will help you select the right products and develop a personalized hair-saving routine that works for you. It's really easy. You don't have to wait in waiting rooms no pharmacy visits. Uh, Keeps is delivered straight to your door at about half the cost. It's K-E-E-P-S, keeps.com slash Pat. You'll get 50% off your first order. Keeps.com slash Pat. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Wait, What? A Minnesota pharmacist did not violate the rights of a female customer by refusing to give her emergency contraceptives. Mm. Mm. Wait, what? How did that happen? (laughs) Something (laughs) reasonable happened in the United States of America? (laughs) I'll write this day down. Wow. George Badeau faced a lawsuit that went to trial last week after Andrea Anderson sued him under Minnesota's Human Rights Act which prohibits discrimination based on sex, pregnancy, or childbirth. But Doe claimed that he would not provide Anderson with contraceptives due to his religious beliefs. Hmm. Gender Justice, an an organization that represented Anderson in the case, said they will will appeal the decision. So that kind of sucks. But uh, the jury did award $25,000 to the customer. For emotional harm, though. What? Yeah. What? Jeez. (laughs) 
emotional harm because you weren't sold contraceptives? How did you recover from that? Really? That usually takes lifetime therapy, doesn't it? Yeah, well. Ah, man. So she's really obviously quite strong to uh, have bounced back with just the $25,000. That's great. Oh, my goodness. What a world this is. So, so in other words, you thought you were about to read good news. Yeah. Yeah, and then it turns out, really, no, it's something stupid still happened. And it's going to be appealed. He'll, they'll probably, you know, they'll drum him out of his job. And the pharmacy will probably be bankrupted. Ugh, I can't take it. Uh, carbon pipeline opposed by some lawmakers may split South Dakota's Republican caucus over eminent domain. Eminent domain is is one of the tough things in uh, U.S. law that is, I mean, it's difficult because if the state can come in and take things from you mm-hmm. because of the greater good, okay, it's that's pretty iffy to me. That's yeah. iffy. Should it be added to the pack grade jihad or not quite? Not quite. We're oh. almost there, though. Okay. Carbon pipeline project promising to increase the competitiveness of South Dakota ethanol has grabbed the attention of legislators and their constituents across the state, possibly pitting the agricultural industry against the property rights of affected landowners. In total, the project, proposed by Iowa-based agriculture company Summit Carbon Solutions, consists of 2,000 miles of pipeline and 32 ethanol plants in Nebraska, Iowa, Minnesota, South Dakota, and North Dakota, with 469 of those miles and seven ethanol plants in eastern South Dakota. The pipeline would capture the carbon dioxide released during the fermentation process that creates ethanol and transport transport those emissions to a site west of Bismarck where the pressurized, liquefied (laughs) carbon would sit deep underground. Okay, so they're basically taking the the pollution out of the air and and putting it shoving it into the earth. (laughs) <laughs> right. They're like, right. we don't want it here. We'll put it down we'll here. We'll put it here. Yeah. This is... Mm. Now, Summit Carbon Solutions says it's going to create jobs, generate new property tax yeah, revenue for sure. local communities, oh, support yeah. local suppliers, and strengthen the regional economy. No, this is a no for me. Yeah, and I thought no. ethanol was going to no. save us all. Why Why is it polluting everything so much? Right. Huh. Uh, I'm going to say no, because this is not... This is not for the greater good. This is just some company coming in and wanting to take people's private property so they can do their thing on that property and make more money uh, and bring in more tax dollars. And it's another for the environmental government. scam. Right. Oh, we've got all of this no. excess carbon. we got to deal with it. Let's uh, shove it back into the ground. <laughs> you know, I've never heard of that before. I haven't either. Huh. It's just another Must be a new thing. Ethanol sucks and is destroying your engine, by the way. Right. Yeah. And that's why they don't ballyhoo it anymore. That's why they're not promoting it so much anymore. Yeah, this contains 10% ethanol. Well, then I don't want it. Yeah. Well, I, it, I don't want that crap. It's still at our gas pumps. Oh, it's like a toll. Once it's in place, man, good luck getting rid of it. Yep. Mm. No. Uh, this clip is from a couple months back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But definitely worth it. Biden's national climate advisor, Gina McCarthy, says big tech should censor people who criticize Biden's green energy agenda. Stunning. And so the challenge is now that we're moving from (sighs) denial to actually just trying to to disengage 
the public from understanding the values of solar energy, the values of wind energy, the benefits of clean energy. We have to get tighter. We have to get better at communicating. And frankly, the tech companies have to stop allowing specific oh. individuals Uh-oh. over and over again to spread disinformation. That's what the fossil My fuel companies pay for. Gosh. That's what folks who make money out of fossil oh fuels goodness. and don't make money and and, and don't care about saving uh, consumers' costs. Unreal. That's what they do. We have to be smarter than that, and we smarter need the tech companies to really jump in. Wow. Okay, so if you disagree with the president's policy, you need to be silenced. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. That's yeah. all she's saying. She's saying it in front of the White House logo directly behind her, too. Tech companies, you looking here? Gosh, that's unreal. We need you to jump in and stop this stuff. Because the precedent's been set by social media companies. Well, it has. By Twitter, Facebook. You can't talk about January 6th or or any challenge to the election results. You can't talk about vaccines and their harmful effects. Uh, Climate change. Here we go. She's saying, yeah, that needs to be in the same category. Wow. So if you disagree on climate change, tough. Tough. You're not going to be heard. We can't. No. That, that's an opinion that uh, we can't let out in the public. Facebook is uh, doing the same thing to an economist right now for defining the word recession. So Facebook um, fact-checked a senior economist with the American Institute of Economic Research for spreading so-called misinformation. Here's the problem with this misinformation stuff. Facebook doesn't know if it's true or not. They don't know if it's accurate or not. The platform flagged the economist for correctly defining, correctly defining the word recession. So when did Facebook become the official propaganda arm of the Biden administration? (laughs) It it is a space where all you can do is parrot everything the Biden administration says and stands for, I guess. Same with Twitter. If you're... If you're on on board with uh, everything that Biden says, then okay, yeah, you can post on Facebook and Twitter. If not, forget it. <laughs> it's just stunning. Yeah. yeah, I can't find. I'm just searching here for this. Uh, there was a tweet that uh, an economist had a while back, and then when the Biden administration last week tried to change the definition of recession. People were calling him out on it because he was saying, yeah, that was my mistake. Uh, I had the definition wrong when I said it was two quarters of lower GDP. I, I've, oh I've corrected that mistake. Unbelievable. For us. Really unbelievable. All right. We'll see you coming up on Overtime. Overtime.